Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Animal here on May 15th, 1-5-2019. You know, if I wanted to seem a bit more cool, I would say, I wouldn't say actually, I wouldn't say hi everybody. I would say, what's up everybody? Because I, I watch a lot of uh, these videos on YouTube and podcasts and that's how they all start these days except this podcast, you know? You know why? Because this is not a podcast for young punks it's a serious podcast for serious business people and it was going when those what's up guys were still in diapers but you know what back then people were talking about something that doesn't come up much these days and i wonder why and here's i'm going to present you a case uh, a hypothetical okay let's say you presented a good candidate to the hiring manager and she came back to you and said hey recruiter i looked at that guy's social media accounts and i don't think he's a fit for our culture you know he likes to call trump hitler he accused him of facilitating a coup in venezuela he's very passionate about climate change he gets into name-calling battles on twitter about transgender rights and the green new deal i don't want any arguments about politics here okay we keep hearing, you know, that the United States is so divided and that politics are so partisan and so bitter. You'd think that the problem would spill over into the workplace. This is me talking now, not the hiring manager, right? There's so much problems in the United States. Everybody hates each other. You'd think it would spill over into recruiting. You know, people would say, look, I don't want that here. But I have never heard anything about it. You don't hear about this stuff anymore. So I'm going to guess the guest if, it, if it's relevant for, for him on Jerry Jerry. What show is this? This is the Recruiting Animal Show. that tape okay thank you animal <laughs> hey i also i i, I, I also miss like i miss one week yeah and and you, you you've changed the whole theme of the whole theme of the show now uh, uh what are you talking about that didn't change anything now it's, now, now it's a serious a serious business format uh, i always thought it was serious okay <laughs> Man, you can't just do that. You just can't. Okay. Come on, man. Sorry. Give me a note or Sorry. something ahead of time. I, that yeah. changes my whole mindset here. 
Okay, business. sorry. School change. Okay, it's not serious. Okay, let's please Jerry. There we go. Okay, look, oh, let great. me thank. Let me thank the sponsors. Okay, let me get that out of the way. Okay, I want mm-hmm. them to pay me. Okay, hey everybody, I want to thank our sponsors. PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. I hope you I all them. get that. What a Swiss Army knife refers to. Okay, use it. It's good for everything. Okay, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super duper sourcing tool, and Hone It, H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology. Okay. Oh, excuse me, I, I hiccuped. Okay, and the guest today is a guy named Amir. I didn't ask him how to say his name. Amir. I assume it's Amir Borman. I'm going to spell it. You got it. You got it. Amir. Okay, and, and I hope he's Amir not boring. Borman? Although. Poor man, <laughs> not poor man. Okay, let me spell it. Bill's cousin. Let me give you, a, let me give you a Twitter name. A M I R, B O R M A N D. Amir Bormand. Okay, now I got to tell you, he he does these uh, videos, short videos of him, and he's so low key, you know, that Borman might be a good name. Don't do that here, Borman. Pick it up, liven it up, okay? Don't put Jerry to sleep. Don't do we it. won't come back next week, okay? You guys aren't snoozing by now? Pardon me? You guys aren't snoozing. Jerry, can you hear this guy? No. He's no. going no. in and out. Don't know what's going on. What did you... What's going on? Talk. Talk. Okay. Say All something. Right. So... Oy vey. You know what? I was talking to him complain. before the show started. Let me do his yeah. intro, and maybe he'll on? come back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, this guy hello? has a. He's got a map. Hey, this is yeah, a great you... show, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thanks, <laughs> Corey. This is awesome. This is guy. Okay, where, look, where is Armin. your guest calling from, Animal? He's calling from Los Angeles or Orange County. He said, wherever that is. Okay. The O.C. Yeah, the OC. OC okay, the let hills. me let me introduce on, him. People. Let me introduce him. Maybe I'm his technology worried. will. Okay, let me just introduce him. Okay, he's got a master's of technology degree. Uh, he thought he was going to be a software developer. Uh, and then he found out that he liked talking to people more than he liked writing code. So he moved into uh, business intelligence. I don't know what that is exactly. Uh, he started uh, his own consulting company for business intelligence with his brother as his partner. I don't know if they hate each other. I, it doesn't sound like it. I, I can't believe it. Uh, anyway, okay, okay. And so listen to this. When Once when they finished a project, uh, the, uh, the client said, look, uh, we don't need you to do any more work on this project, but do you know anybody who could – can you find anybody to you know, work on this for us when you're not here? And so the guy didn't know anything about recruiting. He said, sure, I can. And that's how he became a recruiter. Do I have that story right, Amir Borman? That, that's it, man. You dialed that in. Can I just go now? Okay. Can I- no, you can't, go, you can't go. Now I'm going to ask you a question. It sounds like from that story, you, don't need, any experience. you don't need any experience to be a good recruiter. You didn't even know you were going to be a recruiter, and all of a sudden you were. And it worked out. That was seven years ago. Yeah. You're in the business. Yeah. Dead. The tricky bit of that is uh, it, it takes a little bit of learning in the process. And from the outside, it does look, you know, like, hey, I'm just going to come in. I'm going to find people. And then you realize, no, that shit, there's a lot. Of- you know what? Uh, Amir, how come you when you were talking it. to me? Amir, Amir, 
listen to me. You were talking to yeah. me before the show started. I could hear you fine. Okay. Why are you going in and out now? What are you doing to screw up the show right at the yeah, very start? Yeah, you've got a problem okay? there. You got a problem. Dial back in. Let me dial back in. Okay, Jerry. Do you have any? Do you have anything interesting to tell us? Anybody got something they'd like to say? You know, while the guest is screwing up the show. No. No. Well, I, I, the, my my only concern is how, how do recruiters not have like a, a solid landline? Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Hey, hey crazy. okay, let's ask let's ask that. Yeah. Hey, hey, Amir, are you back on? Is that you? Nine four nine. Amir, that's are you me. back? That's me. Okay. Yeah. You've got you've you've got three experienced people here. Two, if you don't include me. Okay. And while you were gone, Michael G. Cox said. How on earth can this guy, you know, be a recruiter when he doesn't even have a good landline to, you know, with a solid connection? I mean, answer that question. That sounds very different from what I said, but yeah. What did you say, Michael G. Cox? What did you say? I'm just Go wondering ahead. how, how, you know, it's got to be difficult to uh, be a recruiter and have a line that cuts out like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's never happened. I don't know if it's just uh, it's the time. You want me to try again? Does this sound clear to you guys? That sounds good. It sounds good. Yep. Okay, we're good. That sounds good. All right, let's go now. Okay. All right, what was the Answer question? the question. question okay, so you were a recruiter without any training, and uh, what's the difference from then when you were a recruiter and now that you've been doing it for seven years and you actually think that you're better than everybody else? We'll get to that. Yes. Yeah, sure. Come into this thinking – I'm just going to find people. I'm going to put a job up. People are going to respond, and you're going to go. And it turned out to be nothing like that. It turned out to be a hunt, and that's when you start realizing. He's wrecking the show, Jerry. Come on, man. You you need to maintain a certain standard here. Your guests should be able to call in on the phone that we can hear. I know. (laughs) Come on, man. Darn it. Amir, okay. I'm bummed out. I was excited. I was looking forward to this show, and I, we can't I did, hear you. I did so much prep work. I listened to all his other interviews, you know, and that was slow going. I figured out all kind of tough questions to ask him. You know, but you, you did the work. You did your part. Yeah. Darn it. Did we lose him altogether? I don't know. Are you still there? <laughs> okay. Okay. Look here, Jerry. Michael he G. could Cox. have just freaked out a little bit, pretended like he had technical <laughs> difficulties Maybe. and bailed, and then he's going to say, man, what happened? I, I got lost. In it. The dude's Listen, in L.A. You're telling me uh, you can't you know put what? a cell phone uh, in L.A. Okay. that connects? Is, is this better? Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down, guys. Is this better? We'll see, you know, for more than 10 seconds. I'm going to try not to breathe too heavy because I'm, I'm afraid. Okay, I'm not going to move. I'm not doing anything. I'm staying right here. All right. <laughs> put your mouth put your mouth close to the receiver so you're a little louder, okay? Okay. Look, right, well, I need a YouTube you went into recruiting without any it. experience. You turned on a dime. You were consulting for business intelligence. One minute later, you were a recruiter, okay? What Absolutely. did you do differently? You said, oh, I found out I had to actually go look for people. Okay, yeah, well, you, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. anyway. Well, yeah, no, obviously, yes. Yeah. So what I realized, this is what I realized. So we were taking on business intelligence projects, right, reporting, analytics, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of the onus is you've got to deliver the project. There's, you know, true consulting. You've got to worry about accountability hours. You know, you've got to worry about your bench, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's quite, quite an overhead. 
when that one client asks us, hey, you know, you guys are done, you know, do you know anyone? We're like, well, I don't know anyone, but like, you know, the industry, can you find someone? We, we just said, well, sure. Uh, yeah, we wanted to help them out. Now, we posted things up on, you know, social media and, and Dice, and we had no clue what we are doing. We stumbled. We fell. We ended up knowing a referral person who, who got, you know, over there, and, and the light switched on. We were like, we get this big fee, and the guy goes there, and I'm not responsible for making sure the client likes every little pixel on this report. We're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And that's kind of what, what brought our attention to the, the industry. Obviously, I'd been recruited, right? So I'd been recruited by headhunters for a decade before that. So I was quite familiar with that side of it, but obviously the, the side of actually going and doing, it seemed a lot easier than it was. And it took us maybe a year or two to, to really understand some of the fundamentals, just to be honest. What, 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 obviously, how long did it take you to fill that first position? So, so that first position, I think it only took a few weeks because I had used someone in my network who was looking because at that point uh-huh. I still was, you know, relevant, hands-on. So that was, that was a good, you know, opportunity it just worked out. The next role we got, I think it was, uh, God, I got to remember, it was a role we did not fill. Um, and then we started to, you know, like, well, you know, we're not doing sales towards business intelligence, you know, projects. We're kind of looking at, you know, how we get into, you know, picking up contractors and, you know, permanent roles. And and it became a little bit concerned because we were kind of seeing the business, you know, sales kind of shift and we wanted to make sure we got it. So, you know, we started going to a few, you know, uh, networking events here in Orange County you're boring the hell out of me, okay? Of... Hey, hey, somebody help me with this guy. And I asked him what story. he says. It took two years to get the fundamentals right. Well, what, what was it that you learned that you didn't know at the beginning? Uh, let's move on, okay? You've got a technical background, but you say that the technology has passed you by, okay? However, you can well, still could, talk I about – Yeah, I can still talk go about ahead. technology. It doesn't mean I'm going to go code it, right? I'm not going to go sit down and build a – build an app and you know ios do i understand how to build the app sure am i going to go build it Uh, maybe not okay the fact that you can talk about technology at a high level that i'm quoting you at a high level with anybody (laughs) you said that's a a bit of a differentiator for you is it app is it is it a requirement is it necessary to be a good recruiter to be able to understand the technology No, 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 no. It, it, it makes it like for us, that's, that's our differentiation, right? So we kind of use that. Um, we, we, we train differently because my focus is heavily on identification for me because I like to teach the fundamentals of technology. Um, but that's just what we do, right? It doesn't mean I think you know, most recruiters probably don't come from an engineering background. It's very rare. But I think in terms of, you know, do you need it? Absolutely not. Hell no. no. I mean, half the team here, nobody else here has it. So you know, I'm not going to think it's a requirement for anyone. Okay, Does it help hold on. So you've got a team there. Sure. You've got a team there. Listen to me. You've got a Absolutely. team there. You're the only engineer. Yeah. Are you the best recruiter? Absolutely. Uh, depends what you define a recruiter. Identification, like being able to identify the right fit, probably compared to a team. Yeah, I said that. Sure, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I can understand so, the difference so, between a job. Uh, if, if you were to, uh, you know, if we have a client that's saying, hey, we need a JavaScript engineer, right? And, yeah. that, and they uh-huh. want somebody who understands, like, this kind of back-end integration. I understand that. Conceptually, I might have even done that kind of development in my day. So I can, I can talk to somebody and be like, yeah, you've done this exact job. I know exactly what so you're doing. So if you approach going, somebody, oh, hold on, if you're now. looking for business, listen yeah. to me. If you're looking for business uh, and you call somebody up, 
which I, I'm not sure you do that anymore. But if, you, if you're looking for business, uh, would you say, look, you want to deal with an engineer because an engineer is going to be able to understand exactly what you're looking for and recognize a candidate who really has it. And I'm a software engineer. Okay, Is that part of your, your sales shtick? No, that doesn't scale. So initially we thought, like you, when, I, when I said it takes a little time to figure out our messaging, we thought that would be what scaled. And that wasn't scalable, right? Because I'm, I'm only one of those in a team of five or six, seven recruiters. You know, how many people can I talk to, right? So that didn't scale. So we moved away from that. And we moved into, into improving the training, incorporating a lot more tech understanding in the training up front. And we spend a lot of time really having the team understand those nuances so that, you know, they're not going to be somebody. How do you, how do you, you get know, non-tech people? How do you get non-tech people to do a good job like you would do? in identifying, understanding the requirements and, and being able to identify good Absolutely. candidates? It, we, we, we spend about 10 to 12 weeks on training and extensive amounts of do, show, do, show, rinse, repeat, learn in real time, micro coaching to make sure that, look, they're not going to understand the difference between, you know, how, how to, to write object-oriented coding. That's not going to be the, the win here, Right. But what's going to scale is being able to teach the fundamentals of being able to differentiate the context. And we specialize, right? So we have somebody just focus on one particular area of technology. So we let them understand the nuances within that space. Give so an example. Give an example. Give an example. 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 So we have, let's say we're going to, we're going to go look for a, a data scientist, right? They're going to a be what? focused. We're going Sorry, to what? What? Data science. Data science. Okay. Data science. Okay. Right. Data science. Okay, so the data science piece, they're going to understand, we're going to spend two weeks going through and teaching them the fundamentals of what goes into the job of being a data scientist. They're going to go onto LinkedIn or our database. They're going to find candidates they think. They will present. We'll go back and forth and try to, in context, understand why a candidate is a data scientist, is not a data scientist, what makes them a good data scientist, what makes them a bad data scientist, how the context is. So that's the process, right? We spend, like I said, give me an example. We, we what makes time. them a good data scientist or a bad one? Can you tell us very briefly? Shoot from the hip. Well, yeah, it depends. Like if you want somebody who's done data modeling, you know, you want somebody who's industry specific. You need somebody who's going to come in and 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 really partner with business. I mean, it just depends the context, right? It could be different for a JavaScript engineer. It could okay, be let me jump. Let me I mean, let me jump to another question. Okay, <laughs> you believe that just sure. the, doing these searches, yes. matching profiles to job descriptions, you believe that's going to be automated in the near future and it's going to wipe out a lot of ordinary recruiters, right? And so you believe that having a very tight niche and knowing the market uh, will allow you to know jobs before they hit the market and know candidates who aren't really visible necessarily to uh, 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 yeah. uh, machines. Yeah. Is that is that did I state yeah. your case correctly? So 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 kind of. So I think if you look at outside the U.S. in the U.K., the Australian market, the Asian market, everyone specializes. There's great depth. Like there'll be companies that focus on just the energy sector and they know that industry, right? So Joe Mullins, I know he's on your you know you know on the show before the med tech. I think he's got it right, and that's the direction we want to head. We want to be much more specialized community-based, be a part of like whatever the tech sectors that you're going or whatever, if you're accounting finance, you got to speak their language. You got to know the nuances of what they're looking for. And I think that's where, yeah, you're going to see automation come in. Like it's not tomorrow, but it's going to come in. That is not 
that's already out there. I'm not saying anything new. But I think the difference is going to be is the people that you are trying to connect with, there is a, there's a service level that you're going to have to provide that goes beyond just, yeah, are you matched for the job or not? And the okay, well, you're what, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't know. I didn't, yeah. I didn't coach you enough. You're like uh, making general, vague statements that we hate, okay? Oh, okay. That's not what we like on this show. Uh, you, oh, oh okay. yeah, you have to know the market. What, what does that mean, okay? Well, how is that okay. going to differentiate you, you? How exactly are you being differentiated from uh, a machine that's okay. matching uh, profiles? I, I yeah. want an exact example. I can't walk okay. away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there's uh, AI's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AI's oh, yeah, coming. Okay. It's going to wipe us off. It's going to be a tsunami. You listen to me for a second, okay? I don't want right. those general vague statements. I want to hear exactly if, if, if I can learn a lesson. Okay, this is what I have to do okay. uh, to impress people to you. Use me and candidates to trust me. Go ahead, shoot yeah. now. Gotcha. So, so we are going to head towards. So, U, UI UX is going to be a big sector for us, right? That's what we're going to focus on with product management. That's going to be a big area. What we're moving to do, we're actually building behind the scenes. We haven't finished it, but we are building a portal where we want to attract UI UX candidates. We have somebody that we're bringing on staff that's a UI UX engineer. We are going to build content that UI UX people want, find tools. Your blog stinks, webinars. by the way. Okay, i got to tell you, your yeah, blog Yeah, my blog kind of, yeah, we just started. It, it, it does stink. It's kind of crappy right now. We're going to have to change it. It's too general. You know, the people helping me, yeah, I, don't, I don't like it at all. I think it's crap. We need to jump out of that and really get into the more details of the how-to. Wait, wait, kind wait, of okay, on that subject, Animal, can I offer my um, yeah, uh, go ahead. spell checking and grammar checking services for a yeah. nominal fee? Yeah. Dude, you got you got to take a take a stab at your uh, LinkedIn page, Amir. Come on, brother. That's uh, I, I I stopped counting at my first I think ten typos. Oh, really? oh, grammatical. Oh yeah, I don't care about that. Oh yeah, no, it's not going to change. Well, I, 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 just a, just an outside observation. You might want to. On this show, Amir, we believe that spelling mistakes or typographical errors, they make you look stupid, even if you're not, okay? I don't want to use That's the word stupid. Okay. I want to say maybe uh, not thorough. Okay. Well, no, maybe, say, I mean, say, yeah, I, 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 read that, I would not call this company to do business. You know, I use Grammarly. I, I guess it's just not a good product. I don't know. I mean, I, I got to maybe get a proofreader. I'm an engineer, not a writer, so I got to get No, I'll take care of that for you. I'm going to redo this, and I want to send it back to you. No, no, so Jerry, 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 this is what his vision of the future is. This is his vision of the future. You have to have a a blog or or some content that's going to attract people, and what, Mm. they're going to send you their resumes or call you, or or like you're going to get known in the industry? Is Is that what your goal is? No, I think you need to build content for them that they're going to consume. So for us, again, going back to the UI UX example, we want to produce content that a UI UX engineer is going to want to read, interact with. I, 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 have, I have superficially done that job, but not deep enough where I can provide any, any depth of value to somebody's day-to-day job. So if we can attract those people and they think, hey, this community, we talk about UX, UI, you know, development, products, you know, you know ideas, styles, et cetera, whatever is relevant to them. Okay, and you're going to hire and you're going to hire someone to write about it because you you you're, it's not you're not a specialist in that field yourself. You're going to hire somebody I, to I'm write about it, or you're going to write yourself. No, no, we we actually we actually in the process of hiring a UI UX engineer, somebody who's works in the field to come in and and do nothing but produce content. Like that's part of 
will be part of our strategy is to actually produce content. Okay, so you're you're in community. the you're in the Joe Mulling school. I saw you got a picture of yourself with Gary V. Are you you in the Joe Mulling school of uh, branding and inbound marketing? That, that's where we want to head. Yeah, we're we're that's where we're going down. That's the path. I think that's the future. So yeah, we're heading down that path. We're we're pivoting in some areas. Correct. Okay, Joe, so Joe how do you get business? By the way, Joe, Joe is Joe. Yeah, we is like Joe. Like the, well, I, I like, like Joe. Nobody yeah, else. On this. Nobody else the, here does. <laughs> they think he's a nice guy, but I love nobody. Joe. Okay. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah, he's he's the he's the standard of how to do it. Like he's in the med tech, and he is absolutely what every agency needs to, needs to kind of emulate because that is that is the value add. That's the consulting image. No, he's, he's one of the one of the types of firm that agency should emulate. He's not the type of firm that everybody should emulate. That's my, that's my opinion, though. Yeah, you're right. I mean, some answer. people just go out and meet customers and, and do that entirely on their own without a, a whole movie studio following them. <laughs> and that's one way, and that works. Really? That's, I, that's, I, that's I snuck into a billion-dollar company that gave me a huge contract three weeks ago. There's not no even camera. a picture of it happening. Did yeah, but Jerry, you said in the past that you said in the past that that it's harder to develop new new clients today than it used to be, right? It, right. It takes more effort. It takes more asking companies, "Hey, can I stop in and visit with you?" It takes more of that. It sure does. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think uh, I don't think it takes the film crew. Amir, let me be clear, though. I respect what Joe's doing. I think it's great. I'm just, uh, not yeah. everybody needs to do that. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Hey, you know what? I, I, I'm not saying that everyone should go hire a movie studio and everyone should produce content. Everyone, there, there's a million ways to do this, right? That, that's his way. I, I, I like that, that that way personally. Yeah, that's cool. But I agree with you. Yeah, but back, so I, I actually look at my consulting days when we were selling DI solutions and, and the approach of sitting down with the client and actually talking through the problems. I'm seeing that actually be one of the bigger drivers for us winning business is taking the time to understand the problem. So I agree with you. Some of the stuff might not happen on camera. You can't, you can't have put those conversations on camera, but I'm actually seeing that be a bigger win. And that's why I think for us, for me, understanding the context of the industry is becoming more important because I talk to depth of solving that person's problems. So, sure. so that's kind of just the, yeah, that, that's what I'm seeing. And I think when we talk about, Joe, I think Joe does a great job by showcasing his knowledge and depth through the video. Yeah, yeah, let me move on. Let me move on. Let me clarify something. Hold on. I got two questions. Okay. One is I want to know how you're, you know, developing business now before, because you you sound very successful. uh, And I want, so I want to know what are you doing now to bring a new business before you uh, get into this whole uh, sale process? marketing uh, approach and embed yourself in a specific niche. Okay, that's number one. But also, you didn't clarify, once there's software out there that's going to do all the matching between uh, job descriptions, requirements, and profiles online, okay, where does the recruit, since you described it as a a tsunami is going to wipe, you know, you're backtracking here. It's going to, a tidal wave is going to wash over, let me finish. It's going to wash over the business, okay, and most people are going to be washed out. What, what is it that's going to keep other recruiters in there after all the matching is being done by software? Answer this last question first, and then tell us how you're getting business today. Sure. So, so I, I see what's going to happen is the matching in terms of is this person a fit, right, to a particular job, 
that's going to be easier because the machine learning piece will improve, right? AI will catch up and do a better job of understanding the context of a person to a role. It's going to get better. It's just natural movement of technology. That will be maybe five, ten years out. I don't know. I'm not building that technology. But the matching part will happen. The challenge that still will exist in recruiting is, especially candidates that you want, the passive candidates, the candidates that are high in demand, they still do not need to respond to you. They, they intrinsically are in demand. So there's no necessary real driver for them to pick up the phone and, and get in touch with you because there's a match. So I think the recruiting job is, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to help you identify the candidate better in terms of fit. So I think there may be an eight, nine out of 10 in terms of the right fit, but you still have to go get that person. So how you go get that person, that might still, that might not change for a while. Like I don't see automation changing me having to reach out, right? Unless I'm using content to drive them inbound, which might be one, one option. Or you know what? You're talking nonsense, okay? You're talking nonsense. nonsense. Uh, you, first you said it was going to change everything. Now it's really going to change nothing. What you said before, not on this show, was that these companies, it's it's gonna, the, the companies the won't need us anymore. They'll have this software. They'll get all the, it'll do all the sourcing for them. Okay? Now it you're saying it's not going to do the sourcing for them. Let me have a chance, okay? Let me have a chance. It's not going to do all the sourcing. Somebody's got to pick up the phone and call these people and convince them to take a look at the job, just like today. That's no different at all. I got to do an ad. No, it's you think about. You so, think so, about so, how so, you're going to yeah. rebut what I said. You hold on. I got to do an ad. Okay. I need coffee, and these guys are paying for my coffee and Jerry's as well. Okay. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for Hire Tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. You know, I saw superstar recruiter who's going to be on the show on June 5th, I think, Amy Miller, answering a question on Facebook about her favorite sourcing tool. And here's what she said. Hire Tool, hands down. I recruit engineering managers in big tech. I've done side-by-side comparisons between Hire Tool AI sourcing function and another brand name tool. She names it, but I'm not going to here, okay? Anyway, it was no contest. Hire Tool provided relevant results with full contact info. The other tool provided a bunch of keyword fits that completely missed the mark. I'm happy to discuss this further. Don't make noise. Who's making noise? Who's making noise? Come on. Shape up. The other tool provided a bunch of keyword fits that completely missed the mark. Don't make noise. I'm happy to discuss this further, but for me, is no question between the two. Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. You can go there, download their free Chrome uh, extension, and it'll find contact information for you, personal and professional, email and phone numbers. You can sample it that way. Okay, back to our friend, uh, Amir Bormand. Did you have something you'd like to say about uh, your response, or do you want to move on to the next question? No, no, no. no. So first of all, yeah, you're right. Like on the call with uh, that dude, it was pretty general. Like we didn't get granular. We didn't really dive into peeling back that statement. So that statement, I I believe, like my thesis is that the matching piece, the quality will improve. And I do think that's going to eliminate, like especially if you're talking about people that – it depends accessibility, right? It depends how you can get a hold of people. If it's people that are already responding, right, depending on the job, 
you might not need someone to reach out because the identification is happening. The reach out can happen automatically, you know, being automated and boom, you have your candidate, depending on the industry that we're talking about for recruitment. If you're talking about, let's say, engineering, where these people who are in demand necessarily don't respond, the matching improving would mean that the, the outreach quality is going to be better. But I do, you know, you can automate the outreach. That's easy. That's yeah, let's move on problem. to the next question. You've burst. I don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, I, you know what? <laughs> What's the subject here? How are you bringing in business today? Make it to the point. I can't drag it out if it's if it's vague. Okay, vague doesn't go on work on this show. Next time you come on, uh, you'll know that in advance. You well, got to tell me what you wanted from me. I can do. I can how do are you, you bringing? Me, how are you bringing business in today? So we still so we do a mix cold calling, we do email automation that goes out, and then the other thing that we're doing is we're actually spending time interacting with social media outside of just LinkedIn, and we're engaging with hiring managers outside of LinkedIn, including LinkedIn, and we're trying to build a rapport so that when they see a name, there's a little bit of a name brand attached to it, and we actually have seen we actually have seen a probably about I don't know maybe roughly 15 percent response rate change for us for people that we engage with outside of LinkedIn, right? Finding their Instagram, commenting, liking, finding their Twitter, engaging on Twitter, direct messaging. We found that, you know, inter- interacting and building that relationship is actually making them, oh yeah, I, I saw you. And again, part of this, you know, if you're on Instagram and you're posting, your phone buzzes, you're going to see who that is. And, and if you're, you know, tying it into, hey, I saw your post here. You know, there's a lot of things you can do on that side. I think that's helped us in- increase our cold call conversion or our outbound email uh, conversion. Again, we're not quite okay, on Okay, so, so hold on. Let's just clarify. So yet. you've got an active Instagram account. What are you posting on there? You also are on Twitter. What are you posting on there that's getting these people excited about you, okay? Uh, and and uh, what, what, what are you posting? So, so, so right now on Instagram, we're posting a lot about, the experiences I had in the recruiting industry for, for myself, for my Instagram, right? So I'm, I'm posting and tagging a lot of the developer communities and I'm getting direct messages back from developers going, yeah, I've, I've had bad experiences. Glad somebody, you know, recognizes that blah, blah, blah. So I'm getting yeah. that feedback. I'm getting people on LinkedIn. Messaging okay. Me so going, what you've done, I, I what like you've done, I, I know you're going to deny this. Hold on. What you've done. Okay, is characterize all other recruiters as creeps and yourself as a saint. Okay, I know that's you're going to deny it, but I know that's your brand. Okay, and you here's one of the things you told someone: you don't put pressure on candidates to close. As a candidate, I'm quoting you: I didn't like the constant yeah, pressure of the agency wanting no, no, to close me. We don't believe no. in that. Okay, and so what you Absolutely. do is you help Stay them. Why are you interrupting me, okay? You help them set up criteria because your guys are getting half a dozen offers at the same time. So you help them set up criteria to tell them if they found the right thing because their problem is there's too many offers. They're confused by the abundance of opportunities they have, right? So so I want to know exactly. Walk me through a situation where you help somebody without pressuring them, and like you know, it sounds like if if you're just providing the decision-making support system, that you should actually be helping them choose companies that aren't your clients as well. Am I right about that? We've done that. Yeah, absolutely. And I I I I actually believe fundamentally, I've met a lot of recruiters that are excellent. I don't believe. 
you have to be an engineer to be a good recruiter. I think that's a fallacy. I do believe there's good recruiters and bad recruiters and everything. So I think, I think the good recruiters partner with their candidates to help them make a decision. I do believe some agencies, some recruiters will do what they can, pressure, do, you know, use, some, use some dirty tricks to actually get them to, you know, try to, try to go their way. Our, our like what? Like what? If well, give me an example of a dirty trick. So, so, so have you, have you, let me, let me finish my thought. Hold on. I got to, I, I want to finish the thought I had and I'll come back. To okay. I'm going to make a note and I'll swing back to you. Dirty tricks in quotes. I, I just wrote that on my thing. Okay. Go. Dirty tricks. Sounds good. Sounds good. So philosophically, like for us, when we're talking to candidates, let's say they have three offers and we're talking through it. My first concern is how are you going to make that decision? Like somebody's got to understand what the process is. Is it going to be based on company culture? Is it just purely dollars? Like, what fundamentally is going to drive the decision? Because if you don't know what that is, you're going to keep interviewing until some random time until you find this random reason why you're going to take a job. And from there, we, we actually will sit down and, and, and actually I think we had a candidate maybe at the beginning of the year where we got on the phone and we're like, I don't think the client that we're representing is probably the right fit based on everything you're telling us. Like, we don't need you to go there two days later, two months later, realize you made a mistake and walk out. That's not going to be good business for us. Fear, fear not. Whatever the guarantee might be, that's going to be bad business. So I think for for the most that part, that was an offer. Right? So the company offer. had an offer for one of your candidates, and you said, "Don't take the offer." Um, he said he he walked through and said, "Here's what I'm looking for," and it was very clear that it, our client did not represent anything within what would make this guy happy. So we he went didn't back interview them. No, he actually got an offer from the client. We talked to the client and said, this guy's looking for X, Y, Z, and you guys aren't in. They're like, we agree. We probably should pull the offer, and he probably shouldn't take this job. Like, uh-huh. it was a pretty obvious thing. So why would we want him to take the job and then down the road be starting to look? I mean, that, that client's going to sure. either want Was, was he going to sense. take the job? And, and no, then he says, no, well, hold on a minute. Was, I, was, I know was, you're going to take this job, but it's my professional opinion that you shouldn't. Oh, is he not going to take it anyway? And you just said, okay, I can dig it. You're turning this down. Good call. Well, I mean, he was waiting through offers. We're trying to just work with him, like, right? So I'm just trying to try and do what what we think is right. So, you know, yeah. that's that's a, that's very that's very subjective. Okay. So we thought the right thing was yeah. So it's a subjective call, right? And he, Amir, he didn't seem like Amir, he the job. Amir, yeah. Amir. Okay, yeah. I, know, I happen to yeah. know that Jerry is also a guy who doesn't who doesn't believe it. Like you said, I'm going to quote you. You said you can't persuade anybody. Nobody likes being persuaded to do anything. I know absolutely Jerry believes that too. You gotta, you don't don't try to don't yeah, try to talk people yeah. into things. Jerry accepts can, no. Yeah, well, can I can I bring back one of my taglines from just a few years ago when I finally stopped using it? Jerry okay. Albright happily taking no for an answer. Since 1987. I like that, dude. That's a good one. That's solid. Yeah. Okay. But Amir, how yeah. do you put hey, that I mean, out? We share the same philosophies. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But Amir, Amir, listen. Don't don't talk over us, yeah. okay? Don't try. You're not going to succeed. I'll let you okay. Listen. Right. How do you put that out, though? How do you put that out to the marketplace? That seems to be what you're trying to do. How do you, uh, how do you put that out to the marketplace so they can differentiate you that you're an honest dealer as opposed to the rest of the scum recruiters? Okay. How do you do that? How do you let everybody know I'm never going to pressure you? You know, I, I'm a good guy. Yeah. Well, for, well, first of all, uh, first of all, I, I, like I said, I mean, it's you know, your, your words are kind of strong. I, I, don't, I think there's lots of good recruiters. And I think there's lots of bad recruiters. 
So I, I do think there's a differentiator. Jerry sounds like, I don't know Jerry, but just in this brief discussion, he sounds like a really good recruiter and sounds like the type of person that we would, you know, ideologically fit in terms of the way we operate. So I, I think there's fantastic recruiters and there's recruiters out there that get into the business to make the buck, to make the fee and walk away. So we are using social media to position that, and we're referencing it in our outreaches in terms of trying to establish that messaging a little bit more clearly. Yeah, so, you, you don't yeah. talk to us like you're delivering what a white paper, mean? okay? No. You are boring, okay? Don't be boring on this I'm, show. I'm, I'm, you I'm, know, I'm, you know just say, you, I, I, I say, I what are you doing there? You say, blah, 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 blah. That's not it. You say, I posted something. No, don't talk over me. Don't talk over me, okay? You say, look, I posted something, and this this was the exact content. That's how I got the message out. Or I posted a picture of me with angels wings yeah. on and other recruiters with devil's uniforms. You've got to t- tell me exactly, but I have to do I it. Mean, I have well, you've gone through my, hey. my feed, so you see, the, you see what I've posted. You've got to the feed. Like, you, I, mean, I have to go up and. You know, what am I? Am I interviewing myself here, or am I talking hey. to you? Uh, you? You've done all the homework. You're copying I, everything I've done. I want to be his Instagram account. <laughs> what, what is it? What? All the work. The, no, the give Jerry your Instagram account so he can critique it while we're on the air. Give Give Jerry yeah, your Instagram. I'm down. I'm, I'm I'm open for some critiquing. I want to learn. But the Amir Jerry, Borman. your account. What's the name of your Instagram account? The Amir Borman. So my name was the the, uh, the Amir Borman. The A M I R B O R M A N D. Okay. Hey everybody. You, you know go. what? Jeremy Sizemore was uh, a guest on this show. He is an SAP specialist. Uh, Amir would love this guy. He's a really niche player. He's very successful. Oh, no. Anyway. His, Hold on. His Let me picture of him and Gary V. Is that Gary V? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Hold on. Jerry, oh, can Gary, I do man. the ad? Sorry, man. I, just, what? I don't understand this Gary V crap. What, what, what does it we mean? Talk- What's... Uh, what is it? We we talked about that already. Okay, well, let, let me do the ad. Discussion. Let, let him do that. He's got a paper's coffee. Let him do that. Hold on. Let me do uh, the ad. Okay. Hi, this is Jerry. You know, I'm talking about Jeremy Sizemore. Uh, Jerry Jerry knows him well. He's a very successful recruiter. And here's what he said about PC Recruiter. He said, "I've been on PC Recruiter." He wrote this on Facebook. "I've been on PC Recruiter for over 15 years. Why? There's no reason to change. There's no reason to change." They're constantly improving the product. They have great customer service. It's well-priced, and it has all the functionality I want. I also love the mobile app, which I use all the time. And I like the ease with which I can import a LinkedIn profile or, or Zoom info profile by just clicking the import button. In PC Recruiter, you can customize reports however you like for team meetings. PC Recruiter is a staple of our industry, and half of the Pinnacle Society is running on PCR. Our focus is on client development, recruiting, and making great placements, and PC Recruiter allows us to do that in a very efficient way. So go check it out, please, at pcrecruiter.net. Jerry, don't bring up, we already talked about Gary V. You know, that's a Joe Mullings discussion. We had that already. Two minutes ago, ten minutes ago, I missed it. Yeah. Okay. Don't listen to the podcast. It's fantastic. You have some great ideas. You should listen. Okay. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm not in the fanboy. 
I, I, I like I like I like Gary V. Uh, Michael G. Cox, you haven't said a word today, or at least since the candidates come back. You got anything else still with us? No, I'm good. Michael G. Uh, Cox, you got no, nothing to say to this guy? You got nothing? <laughs> nothing at the moment, sir. I got nothing. I got, I got nothing. nothing. Okay. Okay. I put him so to sleep. This... I, can I say, animal? I put him to sleep. Yeah, he's just polite. He's more polite than Jerry and me, okay? But he's a tough cookie, all the same. He's he's you know he's got you know the the Why fist, did you the hard fist with being in the just as rude as you. <laughs> okay. I, I don't let that stuff slip by, dude. I listen. Words mean things okay. to me. Now, I got to tell you about Amir. Amir's tough sometimes too with his clients because these guys, you know, they're in their ivory towers. They don't know what's going on in the market. It's shifting very quickly. So they don't know that a salary that would have been appealing six months ago is now lowballing, right? And and the thing is, the clients don't trust recruiters. If you say, "Look, uh, Ms." Hiring manager, that's too low. The money you're offering is no good. They'll just think you're trying to kick up your fee because it's a percentage of the salary. Yeah, so I want to know, Amir, how do you deal with that? And be granular. Tell us a real story uh, about how – because you must have had something in mind when you told these Absolutely. stories. Yeah. Okay? Tell us a story. Absolutely. So, so I, I, I agree. It's a conflict of interest, right? When, when, if you're the hiring manager you hear the salary go up, like, they make more money. Okay, it's fair, right? From my consulting days, same issue. Well, we need another hundred hours to finish the project. Ah, okay, that's kind of convenient. Well, what we what we do is we actually will peg our fee back at the original submission, right? So, like, if we submitted somebody at 150k, and it's it's heating up over that to 160, 170, we want to play fair by the client. We want them to realize we have no vested interest in the offer going up. So we will peg our fee right at that 150k. We're like, hey, we submitted him then. Dynamics have changed. If you want him. If you can afford him, pay him. If not, it has no impact on the fee we were going to get anyways. And, and 90% of the time, the client's super pleased to hear that. And, and a lot of times it does help, just, just from what we're, what we're seeing. Okay. Okay. Anybody uh, else want to uh, ch- challenge him on that? Because I have another question or another issue to discuss. No, okay. I mean, if you um, want to discount your fee, that's cool. They would – and again, we're, we're dealing with, you know, our market in the engineering space where a client could see, a candidate could see 150K offer tomorrow, somebody else comes in at 170, right? The client, the client, if it's there, especially the startup, that extra 20K, that does make an impact. So yeah. we're yep. just trying to do right by our client. That's, That's what cool. we're just trying to do right. If that means that our fee goes down from 20 percent to 18 and a half percent because yeah. we, we have to take a little you know and that's fine that's just the way we do business though right yeah that's cool okay now you also you love google um google reviews and you ask your uh clients and candidates now to give you reviews on not on linkedin but on google right you want to talk a bit about that yes. Yeah, I, I love Google reviews. So we, we do ask for some reviews on LinkedIn, but we also started realizing that when people put our name in, if somebody who's looking to work with me, if they click and go to, to Google and go Elevano, they might not even put Elevano.com because we see the search results on organic searches. A lot of people go and type in Elevano in Google in the search bar without adding the .com. The first thing they're going to see when it comes up is the Google reviews to the right, right? So that's going to be prevalent for them to see you know, 100 and some reviews, you know, nearly five stars, 
and that at least if they click on it, they can, and we use it on our marketing. Like if, if we're going to somebody, hey, look at the reviews. And again, not all placements. People we talk to that just are happy with what we do and the service level we provide. Have you and, ever had a bad? Yeah, don't reviews. blab on. Don't blab on. You know, there's a rule on this show. Yeah. Say it succinctly. Yeah. Don't just blabber. Okay. Oh. Now, have you ever had yeah, any I bad do. reviews on Google? Because I, I heard you bragging about how fantastic you've got hundreds of good reviews. If you would have started doing this a while ago, you'd have thousands. Are there any bad ones? Uh, I, I have to go through. Uh, I haven't seen one for a very long time. I'd have to go look and uh -huh. see. I think everything's at four or five stars. Uh, we only uh -huh. started capturing them in November. So that's what we've done since November to date. So what is it, six months? Okay. Now you say there's good metrics and there's bad metrics. You want to tell us for recruiters? Yes. Do you want to, and you say metrics are instrumental in making decisions, but you have to be capturing yes. the right data points. Most recruiting agencies capture activities that are superficial, Right. Okay, yeah, they measure activities that are easily gamed or, or just show the illusion yeah. of productivity. So I'm going to do Absolutely. another ad, a short one, and you're going to then sure, sure. tell me uh, all about metrics, okay? And the ad I'm going to do is yes. for a company called Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Honeit is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers hear the motivation. Amir, listen to this. You like, you like technology, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, it delivers a ton of information that you just can't get from a resume or a dry report from a, a recruiter. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of the sizzle with HoneItIT.com, and it also turns the interview into a searchable transcript as well. Back to our guest. Uh, Honeit, I think, is really good for um, Amir. You check it out. But what about the question I just asked you? Yeah, so, so we, we focus metrics, right? So, so the top of the funnel metrics, we don't even track. Number of calls, emails, and emails, that doesn't matter. All right, we're looking at the – our big metric that we look at is interviews booked, right? And what, what we – define as an interview booked is the initial interview with that a client wants to take with a candidate. So we on track the phone? that metric. On the, phone? on the phone or in person? It, 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 whatever that first interview is, each client is a little bit different. Some people say, come on in. Some people are like, let me do the phone screen. So whatever that first interview is, and we use that because that for us backtracks to, did we have a quality candidate that the interview is willing to look at? And if the answer is yes, then the work that's gone into getting that person is obviously working out. And we have a you know, metric that's, that's interviews book per week that we look at. And that's probably the only metric we look at on a weekly basis. Because to me, calls, fine, whatever. Like if it takes you 10 calls and you achieve your metric or it takes you 100 calls or 10 emails or 10 emails or whatever the messaging is. But it's hold on a second. If you, don't so, relate, if you don't relate the interview back to the process to get the interview, how do you know what, what's yeah. going to deliver the interviews? How do you know what, what you should be doing? So the metric, you, you said – you said the metric. So that's the metric we use. If there's a fundamental issue with that metric, if somebody's not hitting that metric, then you do need to go dig and look at the actual transactional activity and see what is this person doing incorrect. Now, it, it could be a case where they're getting people on the phone. So the ne next metric might be, you know, call, internal calls booked. And you're looking at that to see, are they getting enough candidates converting to get on the phone with them? And that's the next level up. So it's, it's a matter of, to me, when we're looking at it, we wanted a single point where we could actually identify productivity 
But if there's a problem, we do need to dig into the actual granular data to actually identify it. We don't put it on the board. That's not something we track. It's only when we need to go investigate as to why somebody's not hitting a particular metric and, and, and find out the root cause. Okay. Uh, have, you, have you thought of some answers to Jerry's question before I, I move to something else about the, the uh, scurrilous practices of uh, recruiters who aren't? So I'll tell, you, uh, I'll tell you a story that, 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 that I'll never forget. My first job in California, I, I took it. Recruiter mm -hmm. got me the job. Um, I was there for about four weeks, and my hiring manager and I sat down and talked, and we're like, this is not quite what you guys had envisioned in the interview process, and I, and, and I was not super happy with the opportunity. And he was like, yeah, I can kind of tell that this isn't exactly what you want. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I, it might not be a fit. I might start looking. And he was like, okay, that's fine, right? Word gets back to the recruiting company, and this is probably like a week after, so I've been there six weeks, seven weeks. Hold I'm on, not, hold on. You, they, but wait a second. Now. They placed you – wait a sec. They hold placed on. you in the company, and once you got there, you they found out that the job wasn't as advertised. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and that partially was the client's issue as well, Right. Partially the client's issue, partially the, the opportunity. The client was not happy that. with you. You were in the job no, no, and, the, I was not and happy. the hiring manager. I was not happy with the role. I, I did not. It was more of a support role. I wanted to do development. I did not. Okay, enjoy why did you take it? Why did you take it? Did the recruiter misrepresent it to you? Did the hiring manager it was, misrepresent yeah, it, was, it, it to you? So I, th I think what happened was that, that they had said that the support role, right, was mainly fixing development issues, not just taking tickets and talking on the phone and logging issues. In the interview process, we talked about how they could leverage my development skills, and they're like, yes, we could see how that could be. And, and it was my first job. I was 20-something, so I probably missed the question myself. So part of it was on me, too. I'm going to be honest with you. So it, it wasn't a good fit all the way around, and I'll take some accountability. I should probably ask better questions up front. Yeah, first job, obviously, learned a lesson. Word gets back to the recruiting company, right? I get a call, and they're like, it sounds like you want to leave. I go, yeah, this is not working out. I'm really just not happy here. I'm going to, you know, do you have something else? No, we don't have anything else for your skill set. You know, you, you know, it was more of like an entry-level junior role. I go, okay, well, I'm going to just start looking. Get a call from the director, uh, that person's manager, and I literally got lambasted on the phone. We have a fee to earn. you got to stay there another seven weeks before we – you cannot leave. And I literally got called by this guy twice a day until I noticed the number and I stopped picking up phone calls. And, and literally, that was a fantastically awful taste in your mouth to be like, the, the fee was so important that he literally harassed me on the phone on a daily basis to make sure I wouldn't leave. And I, I told uh -huh. him, I am not going to stay at this job so you collect your fee and these people lose out on their money when this has been identified as it's not working. I just didn't what feel ethically I could do what that. Percentage, what percentage of recruiting firms are like that, do you think? Oh, not many. Not many. I never. I oh, come never, on! I never, you, 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 wait a second. You made it sound like a lot of them are like that, okay? And that's what differentiates you. You're not like that. So you're, you know, everything, you know, it's not as big a deal. Like I got to tell you, my big takeaway. One of my I, I, big takeaways. You, you want to take. You want to read into every statement from from your perspective, which I get. Your show. I get why you why you need to. I get it. But no, don't make it. Don't, oh, don't undercut my show. Don't undercut my show. You're wrong. I've never made a statement of percentages. I never this made a business show. <laughs> I never, I never said that. So, so yeah, but yeah. I don't know the percentage, man. No, no, like I said, I, I've talked to a lot of fantastic recruiters. There's, uh, there's people that do an excellent job. I mean, I, I don't know. We you, want know to so, so, you know, the guy who I, did I, that I, interview. I think you've the mirror out quite a bit with this show, Animal. He's now going to kind of change his marketing to be, you know, not like 
2% of the other agencies. That's kind of his new thing. I will screw over look, like one out of a hundred other Jerry, recruiters. Jerry, 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 look, look at how he was advertised on another show that I listened to. It was, it was a good interview. I learned a lot. He said, this is what the guy wrote about him. I don't know if he okay. just made it up. Amir can deny it. He said, his overriding desire is to smash the negative stigma left by current recruitment strategies and replace it with a more transparent, honest, and empathetic service offering. Sure. Okay. Doesn't that sound like doesn't that sound doesn't that sound like everybody uh, else is awful? I could put that on a postcard and mail it to a hundred companies around here and it's your goal. <laughs> You're gold. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you appreciate it. Hey, Jerry, I got a question. Do you think, on average, recruiters have a positive or negative view in the marketplace? Just your view. You're talking to me or animal? You. He, he said you. I'm not Jerry. He said I, you. I think the only okay. people. The only people passing around all the negatives about recruiters are recruiters. Oh, they're recruiters. And, and a couple disgruntled employees, but in general, I think people know what recruiters do, and they're cool with it, and they're not—they're not pissed off about it. They don't spend time thinking about, you know, just like I don't think about a bad grocer or a bad butcher in town. I—I I don't care. I mean, it doesn't—it does, it doesn't matter to me. So, so I can tell you this from our sector. So, yeah. so my, my statement is from my purview, correct? My statement is from the industry I work in within the engineering space. And yeah. within the engineering community, I can tell you, recruiters do not have a fantastic name. Like I don't. Why know you just said they're not bad like that? Do. That's the thing. Don't be so no, slippery. I said, how many no, recruiters? Think, how many I recruiters are like that guy who scolded you? Okay. How many are like that? You said not that many. Now you're saying recruiters I, have a bad name. No, no. You're, okay, you're, talking, which you're is talking it? two different things, though. No, you're saying somebody who would get on the phone and do that. I don't know that. That that might be not. It doesn't happen very often. You're saying, does the image of the industry, is it positive? That's a different question. Well, where does, it come, do where does the negativity pick, come from? Pick. Where does the negativity come from then? They don't yell at you. They're not that bad, it sounds like. Well, what's the, where is it coming from? Yeah. So, so the negativity comes from, from the engineering space. Again, I'm talking about the engineering space. I don't know the accounting finance market. I don't know light industrial. I don't know this market. I, I, I work in IT. Exactly. So you know IT. You you know you know your. I don't know what sector of IT, but my sector of IT might be the same, might be different. I could tell you that I talk to a lot of candidates that are like, I'm sick of seeing 20 emails for jobs that are randomly not fit. I'm sick of getting a call at my office. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. That's not me. You could go read on Twitter. Go follow some of these these hashtags on Twitter that are technical. You see this posted consistently. Is it a group of people that's doing that? I don't know. Yeah, we know he was doing it. The H-1B spam parade. That's who's doing it. That's who we're sick of. Not regular old recruiters. It's these. It's it's international recruiters that this is the only way they do business. Well, so so, that, so regardless that, of, no, of where it's coming those from, people are not in my career. They're not in my field. Yeah, they're they're telemarketing yeah. spam people. So yeah, we're all and, sick and, of them. And it brings it brings negative connotation. So how deep that negative connotation is? Look, I don't know. I haven't done market research. Animal, if you want me to tell you this percentage, I don't know that, man. I'm making a generalization from my point of view. It is subjective from my point of view. And I'm looking at the people that I'm talking to, and a lot of them, you know, and, may, and maybe Jerry's right, and maybe that's where it's coming from. I don't know. I see that it. That is where it's coming from. Engineer. 
That's well, bad. yeah, exactly. Like I, I said, I, I respect that, and it could be could be very well. That's a big proportion of issues coming. But but part of it is when these people, these candidates are getting messaged, it is falling into bucket. They have set up spam filters that are designed to take any recruitment oriented email and put it straight into a spam filter where you never. Jeez, received. now now so you make me want to ask them. how do you how do you manage your email? How do you get your email? You know what? I just got to tell you, the time's almost gone. I, I was fascinated by what you pulled that other guy. I was fascinated by what you told the other guy about real estate agents and how they're ahead of recruiters and we should model ourselves. I wanted to get to that. We're not going to get to it. But let me ask you the final question then. How do you make sure that your emails get through and avoid those spam filters? So I think a lot of it is your mask. Who's talking over? No, we don't spam. Who's talking over? Yeah, yeah. You don't don't mask. That was me. That was me. Sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go for it. No, no you're the, supposed the fact to go is for that it. If, if you want to be worth half your weight in salt, you don't pull that. You don't do that. You don't spam. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, but that, if that, everybody's exactly spamming and they're blocking recruiting emails, how do you get yours through? How do you make sure so yours goes through? The fact is that e- email isn't really going to work anymore anyway, man. Oh, I think it's right. not. You know, it, it's you, dead. You, 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 need, you need a company. You need recruiting a combination it wasn't bad recruiting that killed it. It was just marketing. It, it, it invaded it, and now we don't trust it anymore. We we have all this BS marketing, all these robocalls. Nobody answers their phone anymore. So so I guess maybe the, the question is is wrong. Uh, how do you get your your phone call answered? You don't. Nobody nobody answers. So he said he makes way. cold calls. He said he makes cold calls, Mike. We're going to have to have him back to, you know, get this issue. It's, yeah, we, we, start. it's, it's not a big percentage. It's not, it's not a big percentage. Like we don't – cold calling is not a cornerstone of our practice. I mean, obviously, we use it as – and, and, and just, to, just to piggyback off of that real quick. So for us, we're trying to reference tangible touch points so that it is obvious it's a one-off email to, to a candidate. And I think that does get through. I'm not privy. I do not know email structures or know how to get around email spam filters. But I can tell you, we don't mass mail anyone. Basically, any any system that's yeah, I didn't say you mass mail, but if somebody else is and, and people are defending against them, you're going to get caught in, in the net. We didn't get to talk about SEO, Absolutely. which is another thing. You're going to have to come back another time, uh, Amir, if, if you enjoyed the yeah, show, if you didn't I'm hate down. it. I'm down. Okay. So, no, like Michael G. Cox. I, I hope I didn't put people to sleep. That was my best I'm enjoying it, can't you tell? Come on, wake <laughs> up. Michael G. Cox, the great Jerry Albright, and our new friend, Amir Borman. Thank you. <laughs> Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.